ladies and gentlemen, episode three, Toya and Ryan here, and you are listening to podcast or conspiracy. Now, thank you all for joining in, and I appreciate everybody listening to our episodes. The first one, of course, we talked about Area 51, and yesterday we talked about would you cheat for $1 billion? Now, uh, Toya is our script writer, if you will. And, and Toya, I want to I bring you in on this. So, mm-hmm. so go ahead and just tell, tell us how you're feeling. Tell us about your day, and then we'll, we'll discuss today's topic. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. Um, it was a good day today. It was very mellow, very relaxing. Just did some stuff here around the house, so I'm just ready to kick off this new segment. Awesome. So, yesterday, you said you got your idea from that TV show? Yeah, uh, Marriage Boot Camp. Okay. And I definitely put a link in the description of that episode so people are able to see it and get to it. And the links in the description of this episode will show you a couple of t-shirts, some of the equipment we use to record the podcast. Most importantly, I'm sure you're all wondering what today's topic is. So Toya, I want you to give us the insight behind the topic and go ahead and bring it to the table. Yeah, so today's topic is on tipping. And when we were first talking about it, I was like, this can go either way. Are we talking about like at a restaurant, like tipping your server? Or are we talking about like cow tipping? Because I know that's kind of like a southern thing. Run out on the farm at night and tip the cow. I don't know. But no, tonight we're just going to talk a little bit about, you know, customer service. Like tipping, should you? There are people who legitimate, legitimately feel like you shouldn't. Like I don't have to. It's, a, it's not an obligation. There are people who, no matter what, no matter how bad the service is, they feel a moral and ethical obligation to um, tip 20%. So I just kind of wanted to talk about our point of view. What do we think about it? Okay, so what do you think about it? I am obviously for tipping. Um, tipping your server, that is. Leave cows alone. Um, it doesn't, I feel like the tip, can be determined by the quality of service, but no matter what, there should be some sort of monetary reward on the table. Just because you never know what kind of day someone's having. Everybody has a day. And I get it. It's their job. So outside life shouldn't affect it. But that's that's impossible to say. Like, There's no way you haven't come into work foggy brained because you just have personal things going on. And they're real people. So things happen. And so no matter what, there, you should give them something. Right. What about yourself? So for the listeners, I'm a little biased because I've been a server uh, at three different restaurants, I believe now. Mm-hmm. Four. Four different restaurants. Um, so I, I have experience and just based off of the way I feel, Sometimes when I get stiffed, I think there's another category there. So you talked about the people who believe that they should tip and the people who believe that they shouldn't tip, which I think would be your your extremes. Mm-hmm. In the Army, we would call that your left and right limits. So that's like your, 
the the high point of each opinion there, I, I think somewhere in the middle. Now this this is speculation, but I've had those customers who are nice, they get good service, they're nice people, we have a good time, and I get no tip. And I believe that some people have absolutely no idea that you're supposed to tip when you go out to eat and someone serves you food or you get the person who tips very little because they view tipping a server at a restaurant like tipping a barista at a coffee shop. The biggest difference obviously is the minimum wage at a coffee shop is regular state minimum wage. The minimum wage as a server is in North Carolina is two thirteen an hour. So they think that the 50 cents is like, oh, you did a good job when really it's like, Good luck filling your gas tank. <laughs> but I think those are two other like middle ground mm-hmm. um, viewpoints just just based off of my experience. But w- what about you? When you go out to eat, mm-hmm. say you get, we'll, we'll call it, we'll go with the lazy service first. Mm-hmm. So you get service, but it's not top of the line. It's almost like, just what they're required to do. Take your order, deliver the food, and I mean, maybe refill your drink, but after it's all the way finished, what what would be a range of tipping for you? Yeah, so it all kind of depends on my bill. I don't want to also be that person either because um, I know I just, I'm a glass half full person, so I just know they worked hard. Maybe it just got to me and they were just, you know, drained at the end of the day. I don't know what it is, but... Um, it just depends on my bill. So if I just got bare minimum service, like you, you came and took my order, you gave me my drink at the beginning of the meal and then you took the plate, like that was it. There was really no checking in. Then a a few dollars, like three, four dollars. Okay. But if it was superior and you know, you were just outstanding, you were conversational, like you were a delight to dinner, like you, you found that perfect balance of checking in. But not like, oh my god, I took two sips. No, I don't need a, another full cup of water. So you found that perfect balance. Then um, I've tipped. I've left a twenty. You know, so it it just depends. Okay, I I think you brought to light another perspective, and that is the amount person. So I've had customers that come in and they have a five dollar lunch meal and they leave me five dollars. And the same person has come in with their family, racked up a $100 bill, and left me $5. So they they go based off of an amount, which is fine, except that the the full-blown family with dinner entrees and a $100 bill takes a lot more work than your single lunch combo. Mm -hmm. So obviously, they're there longer. If we think in terms of trading hours for dollars then a server is looking more to how much do I earn per hour, which is based off of a percentage. Mm-hmm. On most tickets, or at least the last restaurant I worked at, the ticket listed at the bottom the percentage, and it was 10, 15, and 20%, or maybe 15, 20, and 25. I, I doubt that. But 20, 20% is a pretty normal rate, but me personally... I believe that a bad tip equals bad service. So if I want to let a server know that they didn't do well, I still leave them money. 
I just don't leave them that 20% or 25%. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have excellent service, I'll give them the 20 or 30%. Being a server myself, having been there, I do my best. If, if they at least complete the task without them screwing up, then I leave them 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if the food is cooked wrong, when that, that was probably the cook, not the server. So nothing they can do about that and I, but i feel like some sometimes people don't get that difference as well so that's a good point to bring up like uh your server does everything right but like stuff comes out wrong or mixed up and people are like well i got bad service and it's like no you got great service like your server was prompt it's just that the behind the house maybe they switched a ticket or they garnished something weird or they handed her the stuff and it was like table four and she just walked out he or she just walked out with it because that's what they were told like okay table four they're swamped so sometimes people take the bad cook experience out on the server yeah like their food was wrong oh i had a bad experience i, I had bad customer service no you not from that person not from that server so that's a real issue sometimes as well well, it's a, it's a combination of things, really, because uh, you you tell the server your order, mm-hmm. okay? So you have to ask for it the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Just right out the gate, it could be your fault. Uh, they have to receive the order, and in most restaurants, they require you to listen, write it down, and repeat it back. Uh, you do have those servers that are good enough. They don't have to write it down or think they're good enough. They don't have to write it down. Then they have to punch it into a computer as much as I would love to say that computers are perfect. They only spit out what you put in and there are faults. So I, I like to count that as a third medium. The cook has to be able to read it, understand it, and cook it correctly the expo has to prep it correctly, and then if there's a food runner, they have to take it to the right table. So, real realistically, there are six different people or devices in between you and getting your food correctly. Now, of course, the server may have punched it in wrong. Let's say you order a steak, you ask for it uh, medium well, and they hit medium rare. Mm-hmm. So, it's possible that you getting your food cooked wrong may be the server's fault. However, I completely agree with you, especially if you go into a restaurant when they're about to close or on a busy night, which is really any restaurant on a Friday or Saturday night that's worth anything is going to be busy. So for you to get, you know, uh, broccoli instead of green beans as your side isn't that outlandish Mm -hmm. because they probably just made a mistake, switched the plates, you know, who knows? Somebody in the restaurant probably ordered the same thing you did at least once that night, especially at like a steakhouse or something. So, so what do you do? You're sitting there eating, you know, you want to have a good time. Your, your food gets delivered, so I guess you're not eating yet because it just got delivered. Something's wrong with the food. Mm-hmm. You bring it up. Do you try to get it fixed? Do you bring it up and not get it fixed? What do, you, what do you do? What's your reaction? How do you handle it? Well, it depends on the degree of how bad it is. Like if, if I'm at a steakhouse and the steak comes to me well done, well, that's kind of a big deal for me because I like my steak medium to medium rare. 
Um, so I'm going to send that back because that's a huge deal. Like I need another steak. Um, but if, if a side comes to the table wrong, like I ordered sauteed mushrooms, but they gave me sauteed mixed vegetables, that's not a big deal. I'm just going to, whatever. As long as there's no price difference, like I'm not paying more for that, then it's fine. Like I'm just going to eat it. That's cool. Right. Um, so it just kind of depends on the degree of the mistake. I like that you brought that up because that's if if you want to get particular that's one way you can tell someone can tell if their server messed up or if the cook messed up if you get a dish that you didn't order and you pay for it the server messed up because they punched it into the computer i'm not saying that you would pay for it i would bring it up too hey it's fine i didn't have a problem with it but i didn't actually order that or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. uh just like the other night we were out and i ordered a salad and i didn't get it and right. it was on the ticket server did her job i ordered the salad she punched it in it just never came out mm-hmm. so either the cook didn't make it the expo didn't prep it and put it in the right spot or the food runner didn't bring it to the table you know um so the ticket is an excellent way to tell whether or not your server did the right thing me personally I will probably never send food back, or at least not having worked in a restaurant and, of course, seeing the famous movie Waiting. Uh, I know most of those things in that movie are not true. Mm -hmm. However, I've seen some pretty crazy things. So I haven't seen that movie, and for people who haven't, what what went on in that movie? What's the premise of that? Okay, well, there's Waiting, and there might be a Waiting too, and it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. And I can't remember the names of the other actors, but this kid starts working at a restaurant, hence the name of the movie, and it's just a bunch of wait staff. And as he goes around and is introduced to everyone that works in the restaurant, he not only finds out that everybody that works there is crazy, but when somebody sends food back, they uh, go to great lengths to ensure that they get what they asked for and, excuse me, they get what they asked for and it is not in the traditional sense. So, um, extra salt, keeping this PG might be dandruff from the guy's head as he scratches his head over the person's plate. Nice. (laughs) Just, Just an example. I I fully encourage everyone to watch that movie because uh, it's a fun movie. But you, if you're a germaphobe, you might not want to go out to eat after you watch it. <laughs> or at least you're just not going to send food back. Because I, I don't really ever want to send food back because it can take longer. It gives them another opportunity to screw it up, especially if it's not the server that screwed it up. If it's the server, they might want to get it fixed because they're in customer service and want to get a good tip. So if I give them an opportunity to fix it, they fix it right, they get tipped better. But if I send it back and it's the cook and he's just a bad cook, then he he might not care anymore the second time and screw it up again, you know? And then it's like, all right, do I eat it or do I keep sending it back? Well, then that's when you get free food because after the second time my order comes out wrong, I don't want to be that person, but I'm kind of getting a manager. (laughs) That's that's a good point, too. Uh, rarely have I run across a, an organization who will just give things away. So normally they want to 
either correct the problem or keep your money in your pocket. But rarely do I see both. Mm -hmm. uh, and usually when they credit someone, they get it in the form of a gift card, which forces you to come back. Right. Which is good for marketing. I mean, uh, knock on wood, I've never had a bad restaurant experience. I've always had good service. And I think that's just because I'm a good person. I'm really nice and I'm really friendly with them and I'm patient and understanding. So they reciprocate that. They're like, okay, she's been really great. So I'm going to make sure she gets great service. So I've never really had to send anything back. I think I sent something back one time and that was my fault because I just read the menu wrong. Like it was a cold pasta dish and I didn't like it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I just, I didn't know it was a cold pasta dish. Can you microwave this? Yes. Yeah, so I just sent it back and ordered something else and they were completely nice and it got out super fast. My next order. Um, but I think that if I had to send something back, I would understand, like, obviously they have to start over and cook. So I know it's going to take a little bit longer, but I would only send something back if it was like completely like a 180 from what I want, like the steak being cooked. I know they have to start over. There's no way to fix that without making me another steak. Right. Like I would tell that you just tried to, there's just no way. <laughs> and, and people, that's a good example because people in a restaurant industry who eat out as customers normally know when something's going haywire. So Say your server did mess up, you ordered it medium rare, and, and they rang it in well done. At about 10 minutes, you're going to be like, hey, what's up with that steak? Because, you know, a medium rare steak doesn't take as long to cook as a well done steak. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey. And then, granted, they might have to recook it. It'll, you know, take, yeah. take a little while longer. At least we caught it before it got to the table. But... Then you, I, I used to love those people from a serving standpoint who would order something well done. It comes out well done and something else is wrong with it. Or they see the tiniest little bit of red on like the far corner, whatever the case is. And they send it back and they ask for a new one because they don't want that one or they don't want it up cooked or whatever. And then at 12 minutes, they're like, where's my steak? Well, you ordered it well done. We have to cook it. Started raw. So it's going to take a little bit of time. Hmm. So for the good of the group, I guess if you're ever out eating with like a large group of people mm -hmm. and everybody orders rare, medium rare, or, you know, gets a burger and orders it medium and you order yours well done, everybody at the table hates you. Because they normally bring the food together, which means they're waiting on your meal to finish cooking <laughs> to bring the rest of the food. And we're hungry. <laughs> That's I actually read this article once on um, eating out. And there was this tip for how to know. Because it's, it's kind of common that they just kind of, I don't know, diddle with it in the back. They don't actually refix your whole meal. It's you kind of common. diddle with they it. They do. It's, not, it's common that they don't refix the whole thing. We know that. But there's a way to know um, if they did. And, and there was an article, and one of the tips was to put, um, it was either a hair or something in it so that you would know that you got your same dish back. Instead of them remaking it, if you got the one, obviously, with your piece of hair in it, you're like, okay, well, I put my hair in it, so I know this is the same one. So, like, putting scotch tape over the door on the inside exactly. to see if somebody comes in while you're not home. Right. Um, that's, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know if I'm that, like, if I'm going to send something back to get fixed. I'm just the guy who, like, if I order a rare steak and I get a well-done steak, I'm still going to eat it. 
That's just the way, for me, that's just the way it goes. It's not that I sympathize so much with the person. It's because I'm hungry. (laughs) Yeah, and I get that. I just, my personal take on it is, first of all, as long as you gave clear directions to your server that that's how you wanted it cooked, like there was no up in the air or there was no, oh, well, I think I might have told her. As long as you gave her clear instructions on how you wanted it cooked, then send it back. Just because if you're going out and spending money, it should be an enjoyable experience. And as long as you're not being a butthole about it, right. like be nice. Like, hey, I'm sorry, but I did order this this way and it came out this way. And usually they're nice about it as well. But if you just are up in arms about it, what does that solve? I, I hate when people get up in arms about <laughs> a meal. Like, is she supposed to cook it there? Do you want her to bring a stove right to your table and like flambe stuff right there for you? I don't know if it's a Japanese steakhouse. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, just calm down and send it back. I agree. Like, Send it back. You're paying for it. Enjoy it. Um, but just don't cause a scene. Like, okay, calm down. I, I agree with that. So it's not that I don't think people should send food back. I wouldn't personally. But even if I did that extra step of putting a hair in it or identifying it one way or another, just so we already see kind of how lazy and hungry I am <laughs> by me not sending it back when it was supposed to be cooked on one end of the spectrum and it made it all the way to the other. Mm-hmm. So hypothetically speaking, if I did send it back, I still wouldn't go as far to identify my plate. But it, I, I think it's up to the person because coming from a server standpoint, I've had somebody that had their steak undercooked because I got the wrong one because it's Friday night, we're busy, and you ordered a steak which already has the sides on it. Unless you substitute it, it just comes that way, which is the same as person on the other side of the restaurant. And with the cook inside and the temperature done by the, the cook, you know, we can only tell with the, the little plastic identifiers or the frilly toothpicks based off of the color. So if they've already removed that and the expo hands it to you and says run it to that table, it's not surprising you got the wrong cook on it. And then they send it back. I straight up take the plate and I go, you want me to go ahead and finish cooking it for you? Now I ask it that way primarily because I'm sales minded and I want them to say yes because it's quicker to get from medium to well done than it is from raw to well done. So it's going to speed up the process and if they're okay with that, then they're going to get their food cooked correctly quicker and we resolve the situation everybody's happy. But also because if they're a person who is nervous about germs or just doesn't want the one that already came out wrong, they want a different one cooked and they tell me that, then we don't have to cross that bridge of, you know, I just took your steak back and conned you into believing it was a new one. Hmm. You know, we set that expectation up front. However, the flip side of that is the server who doesn't care or the staff who doesn't care. And they just take it back to the kitchen, hand it to the cook. It's cooked wrong. The cook up cooks it, whatever. Who cares? Takes it back to the table. And now it still has your hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, I've eaten a lot of food with my own hair in it before. So have I. For obvious reasons. Uh, I've never done it intentionally. I've never intentionally placed my own hair in my own food before i think it's funny that you were a server for so long and no one you never got hair in your customer's food but a lot of times in the morning when i'm eating my eggs like i'll be like oh there's a hair no tip for my server no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh 
So I guess just to clarify, it's my responsibility to cook breakfast on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, I I wouldn't say I've never gotten a hair in someone else's food before because I have had customers hand me dishes with hair in them. However, I only carry the food to the table. I don't camp out over it. So I'm not cooking it. But it's a long journey from the kitchen to the table. Yeah, but with the wind blowing through it, it leaves back behind my head. Well, this is not the podcast for aerodynamics. I don't know how that works. Well, we discussed this earlier. I have a PhD in uh, neuroscience aerodynamic interology. Correct. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So... Anyways, I think we've come to terms with the fact that as much as I'd like to look at both perspectives, tipping or not tipping, we're going to tip when we go out to eat. Uh, I firmly believe in that because I wouldn't like it if I went out to eat and the server spit in my food and not tipping is equivalent to that. So (laughs) don't spit in your server's face. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, they won't spit in your food. Precisely. Okay. Well, thanks so much to all our listeners. This is Podcast or Conspiracy. And we have yet another episode that has nothing to do with the conspiracy. But I promise you they are coming. We have an entire list of them. I really appreciate everyone's support. Be sure to read the description so you can find out what in the world it is we do when we're not sitting here talking about conspiracy theories. Join us tomorrow for another episode. My name is Ryan. And I'm Toya. And you are listening to Podcast or Conspiracy.